the one and only Mark Schlereth, NFL on Fox 104.3, the fan in Denver. He joins us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Mark, Mark. good morning to you. Well, good morning, fellas. How you guys doing? Good. Uh, we're we're, we're going to get to the Cardinals, but we got to get to your neck of the woods first. <laughs> with what happened on, on Monday night with Nathaniel Hackett and the clock management, field goal decision. Then he stands by it, and then yesterday he comes out and says, yeah, we should have gone for it. I mean, that that can't be a very good way to start out a coaching ten- tenure, Mark. No, and on top of it, not only did he say we should have gone for it, but then he went back to saying, hey, but that was our plan all along. We get to the 46-yard line, yeah. you know, for a 64-yard attempt, which, you know, the history of the NFL, 2 of 41, which is 4.8% chance. <laughs> of that actually happening, where your quarterback over the course of his career, and and I'd like to say I did the research, but somebody else did the research and told me this, that Russell Wilson, um, in fourth down and four to six situations, has converted 57% of the time. So I'm not a mathematician, but 4.8% versus 57%. Uh, I think 57% is is better. I mean, it's like, like honestly, it's like driving your pregnant wife who is in labor halfway to the, the hospital, and then going, "Hey, you can you can handle the rest of the way in." Like that, <laughs> I got some things I got to handle, right? I got so you go ahead and walk mm-hmm. the rest of the way. Uh, we'll be fine. Let me know what the hey. Let me know how the baby goes. You know, let me know how the birth goes. <laughs> I just I don't like I don't necessarily understand that decision. Well, at least Hackett took some of the heat off of Gordon and Williams for fumbling at the goal line. Not many people are talking about that. Yeah, well, nobody's talking about anything other than the the end-of-the-game situation by Hackett. Now, the good news is 440 yards of offense, and they moved up and down the football field. Obviously, you you know, you got to figure out a way to score, but like that part, that part was good. Here's the other thing I didn't like, though, um, as long as I'm talking about things I don't like. Uh, <laughs> I don't like treating a game on the road like it's a shootout. And what I mean by that, I, I know you didn't score, you know, you scored 16 points, but you threw it 45 times in a game in which you're averaging five and a half yards a carry and your two running backs combined for 19 carries. So when you go on the road, you're like we used to say this all the time when I was playing, let's run the crowd out of this game. Because if you can run the ball in, in situations like that, you know what ends up happening? The crowd ends up sitting on its hands. Yeah. They get bored with it. They can't. They, they just is, It is what it is. But when you're throwing the ball, they threw it 42 times. 42 times. In Lumen Field, the loudest place on the planet, you threw it 42 times. Like that, that's a recipe for disaster and mistakes. And you played that game like it was a shootout on the road. And that, to me, is... Um, I just, it's unacceptable. I love you. Uh, so you, yeah, you go ahead. I mean, you average five and a half yards of carry and, and you decide to throw it 42 times. I don't, I don't understand that. Uh, I love your take on quarterbacks and what is, what is your first instinct when there is trouble, when there is duress? What do you do? And I love your take, uh, how that applies to athletic quarterbacks. And I'm asking because of Kyler Murray, um, who after getting the bag in the offseason, after having eight months to kind of, uh, piece together some solutions to what we saw in Arizona at the end of last season, we saw another garbage game from the Cardinals offense. What, what do you think's going on there? What do you, what do you think of the quarterback and all this stuff? Yeah, well, I mean, first and foremost, I, I just don't. I I think it's really tough on a play to play basis to be kind of a, a spread offense that relies on 
you know, throwing it to the edge of the football field. And, and I've said this to you guys a bunch, like it's a, like it's really hard without the wide side of the field that you have in college to, you just can't create as much space in the yeah. NFL game. There, there just isn't as much space, even though the field's the same width, those hashes make a, a incredible difference. Um, like I said, when, when you're on the far hash um, in the college game and the far hash in the NFL game, there's 11 point, I think it's 11.6 yards more space when you're playing in the college game. And that translates to guys getting wide open and, and you just don't have it in the NFL. So there's, you know, it's just a difference in the way the field is constructed. So, um, you know, I think that's, I think that's something that you have to be able to do. The other thing, I think the, the, passes that are just gimmies um you know little spot routes over the center and and things that in the middle they're they're all in the middle of the football field like when you think about it when you break down tight end to to tight end like tight end to ghost tight end if you will and eight yards deep those are completions that you should throw at about an 80 percent clip those are the rhythm throws that get your offense back on rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the easy throws that, like I said, you should have a eighty percent completion percentage when you're throwing those. Well, when you're five foot nothing, um, and you know if you get pressure up the middle, it's hard to see that stuff. And that's not a knock on Kyler; that's just a fact. Mm-hmm. And and so a lot of the bigger windows, you know, happen between a pass rushing defensive end and kind of on that outside, that's where those windows are. So they're really kind of between the hash marks and the numbers. Um, and, you know, those those are a little bit longer throws. Uh, you got to have great timing on those throws and everything else. I just think it's, I think it's you know, I think it's a bit of a disadvantage. Um, and especially if you get pressure, you know, up the middle of the football field, it takes you off some of those easy, easy throws that a six-foot-four quarterback sees you know, that a five foot ten quarterback doesn't see. And I just think that's a fact. And um, I had a long conversation with Doug Flutie about this, and he would say, hey, there's certain throws I hated wow. um, and certain things I really liked. Um, and, and this was a really interesting fact. He said, I hated double moves because by the time I pump faked, that inside pressure was getting to me, and then it, it, it distracted or I couldn't see my receivers. Wow. So I would rather much much rather throw a go on timing than I would a double move mm. because eventually I, I lose sight of the double move. And I thought, you know, it was really interesting talking to him about how, like, how it took him all that time in Canada. And it took him all that time when he first left the NFL to figure out what he could do and what he couldn't do based upon, you know, the game and based upon his height. That's great stuff. That's really great analogy. And the thing that might save the Cardinals is the Seahawks are the only team in the division with a win. Look at what's going on in San Francisco. What do you think? What kind of quandary do you think they're in now that they've pronounced this team the property of Trey Lance? And then you go out and you lose that opening game in Chicago. Yeah, and a game that you really dominated, too. And then it just all fell apart on broken plays on the defensive side of the ball and just non-production offensively. And listen, their running game is, is pretty incredible. And Trey Lance hit some, he like he hit some big time throws that you're like, wow, that was a really nice throw. He hit something down the sideline. That was really big, big time over the top play. I think to uh, Jennings, then he hit a couple of over routes, you know, deep over routes or high cross, whatever you want to call it. They were really good throws. And then, 
Um, the rest of the game was pretty bad. Like just it was just not not very good. Now weather conditions and all that kind of stuff. But when you run the ball with the efficiency that they run the ball with, and you have all those quarterback running and all those like the thing about those plays, you know, the read option stuff is is think about it. You're reading one guy. You, you've got one dude to look at, right? And and it's you, you can become kind of a sight thrower in those situations, right? So you flag that ball out there, and you're basically putting one dude in conflict. So let's call it the weak side linebacker. So you're flagging that ball out there, and you're you're riding in the belly of that running back, right? And that weak side linebacker is who you're eyeballing. And if he steps up, I throw it over the top on like a little X drift. If he drops back, I hand the ball off. Like it, it's pretty simple, right? It's a pretty simple, and, and for a thrower, it's a really easy route. As a matter of fact, RG three when he won Rookie of the Year on X drift, which is just a about a, a eight to twelve yard in breaking route from your from your weak side receiver. That's all it is, and all you're doing is flagging that ball out there and reading that weak side linebacker. If he steps up, I throw it. If he drops back, you know, I run it. Um, on that play alone. Of the 2,900 yards or 3,200 yards that, that RG3 threw that year that he won the Rookie of the Year, get this, 1,200 of it came on X-Drift. Wow. 1,200 came on that one play. One That's play. amazing. And it's not like you're multiple reading high-low reads. It's one guy that you're reading, one guy that you're looking at. And, you know, the only complete – 13 of your 29 passes or whatever it was. It's just like you got to be dramatically better. Mark, as always, great stuff, man. Appreciate the time, uh, and we will talk to you next Wednesday.